0: I want us to go to Daniel chapter 3, and I'm going to read one verse to you from there. Daniel chapter 3, and we're going to go all the way down to verse 30. Daniel chapter 3 and verse number 30. Praise God. The Bible said, then. Everybody say, then. 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 The king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Then the king promoted them. There had to be something that happened for there to be a then. If you understand the context. Something had to happen for there to be a then. He promoted them. And so tonight... With the help of the Lord, I'm going to preach to you how to get promoted. <laughs> how, to get, how to get promoted. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and our hearts towards heaven tonight. God, you know what we need. You see your people and you see the hunger that's in this place, Lord. God, there's nothing hidden from you tonight. You know what we need. I pray for every man, every woman, every boy, every girl that's gathered under the sound of my voice. And I pray tonight, God, that you would begin to expedite processes, that you would move in a way like only you can. That you would touch your people with your mighty spirit and we'll give you the thanks and the praise. And let the church say amen. Amen. It would help me feel better right now if you'd give the Lord a big 47th song. Clap your hands, oh you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, let's bless him tonight. Praise the Lord. God bless you. May be seated tonight in the presence of the Lord. Daniel chapter 3 is one of the most powerful uh, Stories and narratives of the delivering power of the hand of God That you'll read anywhere in the scripture If you're not familiar with Daniel chapter 3 I want to hit just a couple of high points for you And let you know exactly how it is that this worked The children of Israel had been taken captive into Babylonian exile And there the king had made an image He had made an image and he made a decree that whenever the music began to play that you were going to bow your knees and you were going to worship this image. Now the short and sweet version of this tonight, I'll come back and preach a little bit of it. The short and sweet version of this was that when the music started playing, everybody started bowing down except for three. Now, I'm here to preach to some people tonight that feel like you're the minority. I'm here to preach to some people who feel like your faith is being tested. I'm here to preach to some people tonight who feel like everybody else is bowing down and you feel the pressure for you to bow down. But The Bible said that these three men, these three young men, when the music started playing, they kept on standing. And so they sent word to them and said, hey, look, the king's not real happy with you guys. This is what he said. He said, when the music starts playing, you're supposed to bow down. Well, the music started playing again. And uh, I know you're not going to believe this, but they wouldn't bow down. And so uh, he said, look, I want you to tell these boys this is how this is going to go down like this. If they don't bow down. When the music plays I'm going to put them in the fiery furnace And I'm going to burn them up But what he did not know And Lord I've come to preach tonight But what he did not know Was that those boys had already made up their mind The devil don't know what to do with people That have already made up their mind The devil don't know what to do with people That have already sealed the deal in their heart That no matter what comes my way, I'm not going to bow to the gods of this world. The devil don't know what to do with people that have already made up in their mind. No matter how hard it gets, I'm going to keep on serving the Lord. I'm going to keep on giving God the best that I can give him. I feel like helping somebody in here tonight. And I want you to know that the devil has given you his best shot. He has discouraged you. He has depressed you. He has stressed you thin. He's made you feel alone. And I know it all feels like the world is against you. But I've come on Sunday night to remind you, you're still here. What are you saying, Pastor? I've come to tell you if the devil could have taken you out, you would have been gone a long time ago. But by the grace of God, you're still standing on your own two feet. I've come to encourage you in the Lord tonight and let you know it's not over until God says it's over. if the devil could have destroyed your ministry your ministry would have been destroyed if the devil could have took your faith he would have already taken your faith but i wish somebody would testify tonight i'm still here I feel this thing about to break tonight. I'm talking about somebody's testimony. I'm talking about somebody's testimony tonight. You are not about to die. You are not about to give in. You are not about to throw in the towel. You are not about to backslide. If God be for us, who can be against us? The devil is a liar tonight. I said the devil is a liar tonight. I know what he's been telling you, but the total opposite is true. God is for you, and if God be for you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. I wish somebody had shouted tonight, I've got my mind made up. Can we go a little deeper tonight? I've got my mind made up. Well, you just tell them, if they don't quit doing what they're doing, then I'm going to throw them in the furnace. You know, sometimes you just got to preach to the day. Sometimes I preach to the day when I don't have nobody to preach to. Because it's not the people that's bothering me, it's the day. It's the stress of the day. It's the trial of the day. It's the pressure of the day. You'd have to be crazy in losing your ever-loving mind to not feel like there's pressure in this day and time we're living in right now. It's the greatest pressure we've ever been under, I'm telling you. Since early 2020, there's been a different kind of pressure that's come against God's people and the whole world. Oh God. But i tell you what the devil's finding out. We've already got our mind made up. Sometimes, sometimes when I preach to the day, I just have to preach to the devil. You know why I like preaching to the devil? Because while I'm quoting the word, he can't go anywhere. He's a captive audience. He's stuck, and when he comes around whispering in my ear of how it's going to fail and how it's going to fall apart you're not going to have revival and you're not going to have a breakthrough and i'm going to put more pressure on you than you know what to do with i like to just preach the word back to the devil and you know what i like to tell him devil i want to remind you of something about the children of israel when you felt you ruled them in egypt the more they oppress them The more they oppressed them, the more they grew. You know why I don't despise the pressure? Because the pressure's making me grow. Somebody in this room tonight's growing in the pressure. I'm not just preaching to one or two tonight. I'm preaching to some people about what I've been feeling in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, the pressure is great. The pressure is great. The fight is great. Now, we're going to be transparent here. I'm talking about fighting in your marriage, fighting in your finances, fighting in your job, fighting in your home. Why are you doing this, Pastor? Because I want everybody in here to know you're not the only one that's feeling the pressure. It's the pressure of the hour. It's the pressure of the hour, but I've I've just got to tell the enemy tonight, go ahead and turn up the heat if you want to, because I've already got my mind. The enemy said, well, if we can just take away their churches, then we'll take away their pulpits. Well, that ain't true. We preached outside in the street. We preached outside in the parking lot. I know some people laughed at it and thought it was funny. All them dumbies, look, I'm dummies Look at them out there having church in their parking lot. You know what? There was a family that came to this church. The, I believe it was the first. We had we had two parking lot services. And I, I th- no, it was the second one. They came to the second one. They were backslidden, had walked away from God, and. Uh, we were out in the parking lot, and they, they came up, and they had a familiar face. But I meet a lot of people, and you do too. But in, in ministry, I meet a lot of people. And uh, this young couple came up, and that was the service we decided that the next one we were going to be in church. I don't know if you all remember this or not. But the first one, everybody acted like they were scared to roll a window down. The neighbor in the car next to we had to be... We we're supposed to be two spaces apart, I guess. They pull up next to them, back in their spot, and be like, "Cause if I look over in that other car, I'm about to get the vid." Well, that next that next outdoor service, this young couple came, and I was standing out there in the little circle thing, you preaching. And all you crazy goofballs started getting out of your car. Thank God for you crazy goofballs. I'm talking about the very next week, the first week, everybody was like, oh, God. And the next week, they were like, I can't sit in this car no more. Y'all started getting out of your cars, coming out, laying in the grass. You bunch of fools were laying out there weeping and crying. And this little couple came up. He fell down on his face out there in the grass, weeping, snotting, crying, praying God filled him with the Holy Ghost. When we got done, he said, Brother St. Clair, you probably don't remember us. He said, But we were young people in, a, in such and such church down in Bloomington when you were the youth president over the state, and we backslid and we've been away from God. They said, this thing has woke us up and we've been hungry. They said, Brother St. Clair, we just wanted to get back to God, but nobody was having church. They said, so we drove all the way up here today because we heard online that you were having church. And God refilled us with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you that God never wastes opportunities, that God can reach down to a backslider in the middle of a pandemic and say, let me take you to a place where you can feel victory again. Just a few weeks ago, I was at a funeral in Bloomington. Just a few weeks ago, I was at a funeral in Bloomington and this precious little couple came up to me all dressed up in a suit, looking good, looking right, doing the work of God. You know who it was? You know what I like to say about that? In your face, devil. Hey, can, can I encourage somebody in here tonight? He can't take you far enough that God can't reach you. The devil can't you far enough that God can't get to you where you are he'll pick you up out of the miry clay he'll set your feet on a solid rock and he'll establish your going God knows where you are I was I was reading this old story I think I think I still got it on here wrote it down. I was, I was reading this old story. I have no clue where the source of it even came from. I, I found it in a, an old book. It was like an old Jewish prayer book or something I had and I had it in a PDF file. And I found this story and I, I had no clue this afternoon why it came to me. But since I got up here, I know why. I took the time to put it on my on my iPad today. The story said the king's fury burned against his son for his defiance. He sent his son out of the palace empty-handed. Penniless, the exiled prince wandered from village to village begging for bread. Finally, a local villager extended a hand and offered him an employment as a servant. The king's son worked hard for several years in exchange for the meals and boarding. But over time, however, his master reduced his rations while demanding harder and harder work. It's starting to sound familiar to somebody. Years later, the king wondered about the welfare of his son. So he set out to the villages to find him. And wherever he went, crowds came to ask him to settle the grievances. When the king came to his village, the exiled prince also stood in line with his own request. When the prince finally stood before the king, his father's face lit up. He said, what is your request? Please, your highness, tell my master to give me bread to eat and not to treat me so harshly, the prince asked. The king was astonished and said, have you forgotten who you are? Why are you asking for a stale piece of bread? Ask to be restored to your home in the palace. I've come to preach to somebody in here tonight. I felt compelled of it today. But I've come to preach to somebody in here. You've been begging God for a piece of bread. But the Holy Ghost sent me here to tell you tonight. He's ready to restore you to the palace. Can I tell you the difference in your restoration and not being restored tonight? It's going to be a made up mind. It's going to be a made-up mind. I wish somebody get this in your heart before we leave here tonight. Look, we're going to go through some stuff. We're going to have hard times. We're going to go through trials. We're going to go through tests. But listen, you can't fix all that. I told somebody after church this morning, got to preach about all the chaos in this world and the war in Israel and all the crazy stuff that's going on right now. You know what? The Lord Lord didn't ask me to fix any of that. God didn't ask me to find a remedy for any of that. He said it was going to happen. I can't fix it. You know what he did tell me to do? Be ready. Some of us need to quit trying to figure out when it's going to be over and just make up in our mind, I don't care when it's over, I'm going to be ready. When the Lord comes back, He's going to find me standing on my two feet saying, I still trust you and I'm going to do whatever I've got to do to make it. I know there's probably nobody in here that even knows what this means. Y'all were all perfect, but. When I was a boy, we used to have this little nana-nana-boo-boo thing we'd do, you know. And we'd say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. No, they do. Words do hurt you. I'm going to tell you something, folks. Can I just be real tonight? I'm going to whether you want me to or not. But I thought I'd ask. I'm going to tell you what, words may hurt you, but let me tell you what they can't do. They can't make you backslide. I've heard everybody carrying on this stuff about church. Let me tell you what, what people, it's not a church problem, it's a people problem. It's a people problem. Let me tell you something. People may be able to hurt you, but you know what they can't do? I think you know what I'm about to say because you're helping me right now. They can hurt you, but you know what they can't do? Come on, preach to me. They can't make you backslide. As a matter of fact, I'm fixing to put it all on the table and take every excuse you got. The only person in the whole world that can make me lose out with God is the man holding this microphone right now. I'm I'm sorry to tell the devil tonight, but even the devil don't have the power to make me lose out with God. If I'm going to make it, it's going to be because I made up my mind. Whatever it costs me, I'm going to make it. And if I lose out, it's going to be because I made up my mind that I'm going to quit. You know, we got a lot of apocalyptic heroes right now. I don't know if y'all are picking that up or not, but boy, I've been seeing it. People are funny. They talk about, well, if we're here when the old antichrist reveals himself, shows off, and starts doing all this stuff, I'll tell you one thing, he won't make me bow. And I just want to say, you know what, I've pastored some of you, I know better. (laughs) Well, I am telling you right now, they could hold a gun to my head and I wouldn't deny Jesus Christ. Look, boy, I'm about to run this whole night. Y'all were dancing men to go. I don't believe anybody that'll tell me they won't deny him with a gun to their head, but they'll deny him for a check. Come on. They'll deny him over a spirit of offense. They'll deny him because they got upset with somebody on the other side of the church. They'll deny them because they got upset with a preacher. Look, I've come to preach to some people with their minds made up tonight. And I want to tell you this. You will not die for something that you won't live for right now. You are never going to lay down your life for something in the end that you won't lay your life down for right now. Y'all still with me tonight? Well, Pastor, what are we going to do if they keep turning the heat up? This is going to sound real insensitive, okay, but I don't mean it to be that way. Because I want y'all to preach the same thing I'm about to, okay? So I'm going to say it first, and then I want y'all to see how good it feels to say it. Can we do that? What if it gets worse, Pastor? What are we going to do? Okay, I'm going to do it first. Y'all ready? I'm going to do it first, and then it's your turn. What if, Pastor, they crank up the heat on us? My turn, ready? I don't care. Your turn, ready? What are they gonna do, Pastor, if they turn the heat up on us? Come on. You know why you don't care? Because you already made your mind up. You already made your mind up. I'm here to preach to you tonight. This joy that I have The devil didn't give it to me And the devil can't take it away I've come to preach to you tonight This victory that I have The devil didn't give it And he can't take it away I feel something about to explode in here tonight Somebody's going to make up your mind It don't matter what comes my way I will make it Woo! I wish somebody shouted out tonight I don't, I don't care Boy that feels good don't it Now I'm going to stretch your faith a little bit right here What if they get in my pocketbook They're already in your pocketbook Dear God My family's been stretching my faith. I used to buy 59 cent tacos at Taco Bell. It cost me 40 bucks to go to Taco Bell. I don't know, what if they get us to a place where we can't afford to pay our tithe? Ain't gonna happen. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground It's sinking sand. All other ground. What if they take my job? You ready? Oh, no. Folks, look. I know this probably sounds goofy to y'all. And to some of you, this is probably just rhetoric, okay? So forgive me tonight if this is just rhetorical preaching. But I want to tell you that the thing everybody's working for here is value. Gold, diamonds, rubies. Come on, everybody wants it. But I want to tell you all something. When we get there, we're going to find out some things. That what we've strove for the most to get in this life, it's just pavement up there. That's it. God have mercy. I like what Brother Bourne said the other night. Brother Bourne blessed me the other night. He said, I've, I've read that in the Bible that there's going to be 30 minutes of silence. He said, that's going to be the 30 minutes before I get there. You know how I know I'm going to dance and shout on streets of glory? Because I've already made up my mind to do it here. I'm going to run and I'm going to dance and I'm going to shout. But I'm not going to wait till I get there. I'm going to get my practice in down here. I'm going to leap for joy. I'm going to run the aisles. I'm going to talk in tongues. I'm going to be full of the Holy Ghost. And I'm not going to wait. Oh, I wish somebody would help me right now. I've already made up my mind. So, you guys just need to know this tonight. That if you refuse to bow your knee to the gods of this world, the pressure's going to get hotter and harder and more difficult. I've come to help, help somebody here tonight to understand me when I tell you, if you won't live for God while it's easy, You ain't going to live for God when it's hard. If you're trying to figure out how much church to go to and how much you can get by without. It it, it ain't going to matter. Oh, Lord. I'm not going to use his name because I didn't ask permission. But I I, I had a precious friend who I honor deeply. I called during all this. Chaos a few years ago when they were telling us not to have church. And the first few weeks we were just trying to figure out what we're doing. And I asked him the question I said, You want to have church Sunday? He said, Yep, unless I get there. And the National Guard standing at the door with chains on the door, he said, Then we're going to have to talk a little bit. (laughs) You know what that is? It's a made up mind. Nobody can change your mind. Nobody. Nobody can change your mind. When you make up your mind, I'm going to stay in this marriage. I'm going to stay with my family. I'm going to stay in the house of God. I'm going to be faithful to God. You've heard me preach it through the years, but I think it deserves to be preached. That nobody backslides overnight. You've been fighting that battle for a while. You didn't just wake up carnal one morning. You've been carnal for a while. Nobody just wakes up one day and commits adultery. You've been committing adultery in your heart for a while. Come on, I know I'm where you're living right now. But nobody just wakes up one day and says, Well, I think today would be a good day for me to backslide. You've been in that wrestling match for a while. But I want to tell you the key to overcoming that. And it's not more victory and more dance. It's a made up mind. I got some folks in here that'll know what I'm talking about. But we got to get this culture back in the church. Because we live in a time where people are so confused about the difference in sacrifice and faithfulness Oh, my, my, my. when I was when I was being raised in church we used to hear I mean honest to God we had testimonies just like this I can think of one young man that gave the testimony one night that he didn't have enough gas in his car to get to church on Sunday and to get to work on Monday And so, he just made up his mind, Sister Darla, that he was going to come to church on Sunday no matter what. Like somebody say his mind was made up. Like the, the risk was this. If I go to church, I can't go to work. Are you hearing me? If I go to church, I can't go to work. And I'll never forget that week. I believe it was Wednesday night that he came back after Sunday, and he gave his testimony, Brother Shaw. He said, when I got in my car Sunday night after church, he said, that sucker was on E. And he said, I was on my way home when the gas gauge in my car started coming up off of E. Uh, God. Well, God don't do that stuff anymore. You know why? Cuz we got plenty of gas to go wherever we need to go. But you don't ever know we can do it till you trust him. And I tell you this much, if he lets you down, you'll be the first person in history that he's ever let down. Because God is faithful. But you've got to get your mind made up. My, 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 my. So we're going to turn it up. We're going to crank it up. And the king asked him the question. He said... Is your God able to deliver you from the fiery furnace? Woo! Man, we need this spirit in Pentecost today. And I love the response, it's so nonchalant. May the will of God be done. Oh, baloney. We don't have bold people anymore. We we got these strange answers now like, well, God's in control. No. You're in control of this decision. Quit blaming it on God. Is your God able to deliver you? Well, God's in control. No, that puts the pressure on God. You all with me? They said, well, we're not going to be quick to answer you in this matter, sir. I love this. Our God is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace. Bishop, I ought to let you preach this right here. But if not, we're still not bowing. Is your God able to deliver you? Yes, he is. But even if he doesn't, I'm not quitting. And I'm not giving up. And I'm not throwing in the towel. God is able. And so am I. That's what I've come to preach to you tonight. God is able. Are you able? Are you able to stand when the pressure gets tough? Are you able to stand when the heat gets hot? God can do it. But even if he don't do it. Lord Jesus. Even if he don't do it. You know what they were saying? You can't change my mind. You can't change my mind. I got my mind made up that I'm a one God apostolic, tongue-talking, holy roller, born-again, heaven-bound believer in the liberated power of Jesus' name i've been washed in the blood sanctified by the spirit i believe in holiness and i suggest you do the same i love that old song he said i was set free at a pentecostal altar on my knees and pardon me if i'm not ashamed to be a one god apostolic tongue-talking holy rolling born-again heaven-bound believer in the liberated power of jesus name So let me preach to the weary folk tonight. Anybody ever wonder when due season's coming? Come on. That's some of the biggest words that's ever been written. Be not weary in well-doing. Here it comes, Pastor. For in due season, You know, I wish serving God was as easy as my truck. When it's time for the oil to be changed, the light goes boom. It's due. Like, okay, I got 2,000 miles left. (laughs) You can tell when some things are due in your life because they put a date on it. It's due season. You gotta pay that mortgage. If you don't pay that mortgage, they'll let you know. I can guarantee you one thing: I ain't never been to a doctor's office that I didn't wait, and I ain't never met a doctor's office that wait on my payment. Come on, they don't wait because it's due. But you know why due season is so hard for us to wait? Because we don't know when it's coming. And we can't manipulate it. And we can't control it. And we can't tell God when it's over. We can't tell God when we've had enough. Are you hearing me? I've told him that before, but he knows better. I just, I just preached in here right there. I just, I'm telling you, you don't have a right to tell God when you've had enough. God knows when you've had enough. Well, he'll never put more on us than we can bear. It's going to take you a while to find that in the Bible because it ain't in there. It's not in the Bible. I've searched cover to cover. It's somewhere over that apocryphal book that says something about God works in mysterious ways. It's wondrous to perform. You know what the Bible says. Nah. You know why I believe God does put more on me than I can bear sometimes? Because it's the first time my thick skull trusts him. When it's too heavy for me. I finally have to say Lord. I've done everything I know to do. I've been to every doctor I know to go to. And so today even if I have to get down on my hands and my knees. Just to touch the hem of your garment." There's something that happens in the life of somebody that'll do whatever you gotta do to make it. And I plan on making it, don't you? God can. But if he don't, so they they take the boys, and we're talking about due season here. Y'all with me? Due season? I'm almost done. I know y'all want a hamburger. I think Brother Snow can smell culvers from here. (laughs) Great, I should have never said that. Y'all want a greasy hamburger right now. Somebody say due season. season. Now, I'm just going to walk you through this, all right? God is with me while I'm standing and everybody else is kneeling. God is with me when it sounds good that I testify to them when they come up and say, Can God do it? Oh, yes. God can. And if He don't, I'm not going to bow. He's still with me. Let me ask you this Is He with you when they walk up the next time they play the music and start tying your hands up? Now I'm bound. Now I know they're not just talking. Now I know they're serious. When is due season? Because Lord, I stood for you when I could have sat down. Oh, my, my. Boy, we get in that, don't we? God, you owe this to me. Woo! What about it now? I wasn't there, but I got a feeling. If they were like any other prison guard, they were saying, is he still with you? Can't hardly walk. My feet's bound up. What about now? You ever heard the devil ask that dumb question? I thought God was going to heal me. He didn't heal me. What about now? Come on. Sitting 2 o'clock in the morning in the hospital. What about now, Brother Jordan? Is he with you now? And they get close enough to start feeling the fire of the furnace. It was hot because he said seven times. Seven times. Okay, God. That's hot. That is smoking hot. Anytime you want to show up, that'd be all right. God, you owe me this. God, I told you I would, but I'm really starting to question. I'm, I'm a big dummy. What's wrong with me? Come on now. Where's where's your faith now? Where's your faith now? Where's your God now? He's asked me that question so many times. Where's God now? He's right here. You can't see him right now, but you just wait till I get in that fire. Because the fire always exposes it. So they walk in. I'm almost done. They walk into the fire. And boys kick them in there. They walk in the fire. Hey. Chatty? Yeah. Mishy? Yeah. What is it, Bednego? Y'all doing all right? Yeah. I can't see y'all. Yeah, it's kind of bright in here. But we're communicating. How is that? What's going on? They couldn't see each other. And they couldn't see the fourth man. But just above them, the king said, go over there and look. And see if them boys are burned up. And that old boy leaned in. Whoop. It was so hot it burned him up for looking. Oh, God, I love it when an enemy's playing backfires. If I had time, I'd preach on Sunday night. Uh, 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 sir, 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 sir. We have a problem. What's the problem, sir? I think maybe, uh, I think maybe somebody fell in. What are you talking about, you fool, <laughs> sir? Just double checking the manifest here. How many did you send? It? I was a little stressful, so I didn't. I mean, I th- I thought I counted. It was three, you big green dummy. Oh, God, sir, that's what I was afraid you were going to say. Because I just uh, I just got as close as I could without getting burnt. And maybe it was so hot that my eyes were playing games with me. But, sir, I'm pretty sure there was a fourth dude in there. But he looked a little different than them. This one looks like the son of man. What? Yes, sir, king. Go down there and open up the door. And let's see if them boys are still kicking like chicken. And the door comes open. Brothers and sisters, boys and girls, I want to tell you something about God. That king found out real quick. Oh, Bishop, I feel my help in here right now. There's something about these boys. It looks like they went through the fire, but the fire didn't go through them. And when they came out of that fire, the Bible said they didn't even smell like smoke. Their clothes weren't even burnt. But you know what was burned? The things that bound their hands when they walked into the fire. God said, not only am I going to bring them out, but I'm going to show you. You can't bind a man that's got a made-up mind. Let's stand. (laughs) <laughs> Therefore, I make a decree, verse twenty-nine, that every people, nation, language, which speak anything amiss against God, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, shall be cut into pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill. I love this because. Because there is no other God that can deliver like this one. Then the king promoted. You want to know how to get promoted? You gotta hang in there when everything in your brain's telling you to quit. You gotta get up and go to church when everything in your body's telling you don't go. You wanna know how to get promoted? You gotta step out in the aisle and dance when everything in you says, I'm tired and I don't wanna dance. You gotta raise your hands when you're weary and you don't feel like raising your hands. You gotta preach one more time when you're exhausted and don't feel like preaching. You know how to get promoted? You gotta let God be God and you gotta do what only you can do. got a feeling everything's going to be alright I want to tell you people are awful funny when it comes to getting promotions they're funny now they'll lie they'll steal they'll cheat and do whatever they can to get promoted I've been on jobs with people And I knew for sure they didn't deserve to get promoted. But they got it anyhow. I want to tell you tonight about the great record keeper. You can't lie to him. You can't manipulate him. You can't twist his arm. There's only one way to get promoted. You got to endure. You got to stand up when you feel like sitting down. You got to walk when you feel like standing. But whatever you do, you can't quit when you feel like quitting. I've come to preach to the Sunday school teachers tonight. Go teach one more time. I've come to preach to the saints. Go teach one more Bible study. Go reach one more soul. Go win one more. You can do it, you can do it, you can do it. walk in the other day, he came up to the altar after I preached and he said, so I got a question for you. I said, what's that, buddy? He said, how do I get where you are? I said, what do you mean? I'm not being mean. I'm so t- this is what he said. He said, swear to God, man, God's called me to ministry. I said, What? He said, I swear to God, man, God's called me to do what you're doing. I said, well, buddy, let me tell you. First thing you got to do is give God control of your life. Because where we lose control is where he takes control. And you can't have it both ways. Come on, I've come to preach to you tonight. I've got a prophetic spirit on me right now. And I feel like prophesying to somebody right now. You've worried about it for six months and it hadn't got better. You've tried to twist God's arm in prayer for six months and it hasn't got better. Stop begging God and start thanking God. I want to ask you tonight, is God able or is He not? God do it or can he not? I got a feeling somebody has already made up your mind that God is able. Come on, let's give him praise. Let's give him praise.